0: This is Stormtrooper 1. In case you were just way too busy to listen to our last show, this is what you missed. You are actually walking it okay, around the corridors. so
1: are we delving into some weird hybrid... I say weird because I feel like it's weird, but I know you're a fan of this type of stuff. Like some weird hybrid cosplay meets LARPing type feel. Is that what they're doing with some of
0: these things? I honestly think if they did... That would be kind of fun. Yeah. Well, hey, don't get mad at me when I punch a stormtrooper in the <laughs> oh, face awesome, like, uh, No, no, no. Don't listen, do it. I'm going to
1: commit. <laughs> I'm going to commit. So you, you don't want to do that type of thing with someone like me because I'm going to commit to it. I don't do anything half-assed. I'm going to have sex with hot Twi'leks and... Punch stormtroopers in the face. So once they actually take you off the transport, say you're under arrest. Automatic punch to the face on stormtroopers. I'm taking these people back to Coruscant. (laughs) (laughs) Warning: From the back to tank contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue.
2: We would be honored. How are you feeling? The latest workups on your condition indicate that all damage has been reversed. Recovery is total. I believe you have been quite fortunate. No further
0: thanks are necessary, Commander. But you are most welcome. It is my function and pleasure as
2: a matter of to help and heal human beings. I am a Jedi, like my father before
1: me. All right, hello everybody, welcome to Star Wars From the Back to Tank. Feels good to be in the cockpit right now next to my co-pilot David, hello. Feels real good. Yeah, with a lot of things to talk about. Star Wars Episode 9 has officially wrapped filming, Dave. Can you believe that? God, and we still haven't gotten a trailer yet. <laughs> I know, and the whole world is is uh, echoing your sentiments. Everybody wants that trailer. Everybody wants to know when it's going to happen. When's it going to happen? Everyone needs a release, Disney. <laughs> I know, but like I said a couple weeks back, Dave, I have a feeling they're doing this on purpose. They're making us want it. Like, hey, you cheated on me. You talked <laughs> shit about me behind <laughs> my back. Now I'm going to make you want this That's pussy so before I give it back. <laughs> oh,
0: my God. I'm going to make you.
1: I, I, dude, Kathleen Kennedy knows how to work it. Come on. She's a woman. She knows how to make men want things.
0: <laughs> That's a good point. I didn't realize that.
1: I don't need to have marketing experience. I'm just I have good old fashioned woman experience.
0: <laughs> gonna we're going to make your balls blue as yeah. ice. I, I used to be <laughs> I
1: used to do that really good, right? Right husband? What's what's her husband's name Frank Marshall?
0: Frank Wait, Marshall, yeah. Is it Frank think, Marshall? Yeah, I think it is Frank Marshall.
1: Frank Marshall. Yeah, guys, she's uh, I can I can uh, co-sign that. She's very good at creating blue balls. Blue balls. Don't fuck with her. <laughs> She knows what she's doing, <laughs> but yes, yeah, so Star Wars episode nine has finished filming according to thousands and thousands of reports. Uh, the ninth movie, which is set to have a title uh, that we the, haven't even gotten the that title yet, yet to have a title is the final <laughs> film in what's been called the Skywalker saga on Twitter. Director JJ Abrams and actor John Boyega shared a photo and thanked the cast and crew. That's a wrap on Star Wars Episode 9 and the end to a chapter of my life that I couldn't be more thankful for, said Boyega. What a process. It really has been a joy to be in these movies surrounded by amazing people. JJ, thank you for making my dreams come true. Yeah, he didn't ever thank Ryan Johnson. <laughs> Probably because his, his storyline was, you know, turned into nothing. Turned into nothing. The photo and both tweets show actors Daisy Ridley, who plays Rey, John Boyega, who is Finn, and Oscar Isaac, who plays Poe Dameron. They're all having a big hug in the picture, on what appears to be a desert background.
0: Could it be the planet Tatooine or Jakku? I think I think poetically they should return to Jakku. Something has to be important about Jakku.
1: It'd be a good way to bookend it. To bookend the the series, right as a whole.
0: As a whole, yeah,
1: yeah. And of course, Dave, with the with episode nine announcing their. With episode nine, with J.J. Abrams announcing that they have concluded filming with that came a lot of trolls, as usual, as per usual, as usual, as per usual, which come on, guys, all, all you're going to do is make Kathleen Kennedy decide to hold out even longer before she gives us sex. Or I mean, the trailer <laughs> for episode nine. So please, everyone. Get back in the line and and be polite. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Yeah, they came out to play. (laughs) For real. I don't understand the things people get mad about, Dave. Like, get mad about story aspects, okay? Get mad about shitty writing. Get mad about shitty directing. But there are people upset, Dave, no joke, (laughs) that the picture only showed Poe, Ray, and Finn. Not joking. And I'm not talking just a few people. I'm talking to a lot of people. Like, where's Kylo? Where's Rose? Where's everybody else in this movie? I'm like, what? Important. <laughs> and you know what? The story is about the three of them. That's how JJ started. I'm sure that's how JJ wrapped it up. Just because Ryan Johnson took a little detour for some reason and tried to derail everything JJ was setting up doesn't mean JJ wasn't going to go right back to it. So, people, please, the story is about Ray, and I'm I'm glad Faye and uh, Faye, I'm glad Finn and Poe were in that photo as well, because it gives me hope that we're getting back to the basics, that we're focusing on the trio, because that was such a great way to tell the story last go round, well, with Force Awakens. So keep your characters focused, keep those stories nuanced on the core characters and those other side players are only there to assist their story. Exactly. That's what they should have done in Last Jedi.
0: Instead, they gave everybody a story and you're like, well,
1: well, I'm so confused. Yeah. What's the story actually about?
0: That's the thing that I think a lot of people forget is the fact that in Force Awakens, it started just to focus on those three those are where those were our three main characters that we actually got introduced to since the very beginning.
1: Yeah, and please don't take I don't want anybody out there taking what I'm saying as shit talking Last Jedi. I know a lot of people have gravitated toward that towards that film and and they really call it their Star Wars film and they love it. So I'm not going to take that away from people, but th- there were obvious I don't even want let's not even say issues for the sake of argument, Dave, but there were audi- there were obvious directional changes that Ryan Johnson took. took. <laughs> I mean, that's obvious. <laughs> He he just bypassed many of the things that J.J. was setting up, and I'm glad that J.J. is returning for the third film because it'll add a consistency to the new trilogy that isn't there right now. Yeah. And if he can take what Ryan Johnson did and what he did in Force Awakens and mesh it together to give us this hybrid third and final story, then it could make everything work together and fix the issues that some people had with Force Awakens, fix the issues with some of the issues that people had with, with the last Jedi. So a lot is writing on this movie. And I think people just need to sit back, relax and wait for it to come out. JJ doesn't make stinkers. Very seldom. Does he make a bad movie? Yeah. I have full confidence in this third and final Skywalker installment.
0: Yeah. I have, I have complete confidence in JJ because he's going to stick to his narrative. He's not going to, he has a track record. Dave has a track record and like, it amazes me that pe- people, I guess like Star Wars fans, are expecting like that big, gigantic, cheesy, everyone all together and stare at the camera and give a thumbs up. At, oh, come on, the Dave, end of Return don't, of the Jedi. Don't talk about the ending of Return of the Jedi. <laughs> I like that. I'm like going, apparently Star Wars fans want that,
1: which I'm like going. Hey, Dave, don't knock it. <laughs> I wouldn't mind having that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's talk about, let's talk about Star Wars episodes nines. First trailer and how it's set to debut in April, if you want to believe some of these reports that have been coming out of late. According to Star Wars News as days fall off the calendar without a title or footage from Star Wars Episode 9, fans are growing more hungry. Well, that's because Kathleen Kennedy's making us work for it. I have some information, according to this article, in regards to the first trailer for Episode 9. That may not be a surprise to many fans, but at this point is the plan for its debut. Rumors of an Episode 9 trailer arrival have been swirling since last year, but now we've heard the first trailer for Star Wars Episode 9 is currently scheduled to debut in April and will also be attached to Avengers Endgame in theaters. Now, and important to note that Disney nor Lucasfilm have announced this, but with that said, this information comes from a very credible source, according to this website, who has told them things that turned out to be on the mark in the past. So take this however you would like, according to Star Wars news.
0: I'll I'll be honest, the the only reason why I give this credence to solid credence. Star Wars celebrations in April. Yep. <laughs> That's what I was about to say, Dave.
1: It, I, you know what, Dave? I'm, I'm actually okay with that. That's what, 50 days away, roughly? 50 days away. We're going to be present there representing. What a great time. I mean, please, if we're going to go all the way to Chicago and we're going to be on that podcasting stage representing Star Wars Celebration and our show from the Back to Tank, I would love to have some big big pieces of information dropped on us. It makes the event that much more special, special. So I have no problem with that. I would be okay with them holding back with the release of this trailer Intel star Wars celebration. And even then Dave, I bet you they're not going to release it online. It's going to be specifically for the folks at star Wars, star Wars celebration. celebration. And then everybody else will have to wait for end game end game. Yeah. I like that makes us uh, everyone else um not as important <laughs> i like feeling it's special the, it's
0: the ultimate
1: ball tease from from kathleen kennedy yeah, speaking of that can i hit on kathleen kennedy is she gonna be at star wars celebration <laughs> i'm gonna be like kathleen kennedy i like the way you work it i like i like how you do business come here girl can i just drop to my knees oh <laughs> hey listen if that was my way to the top in the hollywood business i'd do it I don't i don't know what the big deal is why are people complaining Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag me too <laughs> i want to do it <laughs> yeah there are also rumors suggesting that the mandalorian has officially wrapped filming dave so we could be getting some double penetration soon here two trailers being released at the same time how does that
0: feel dude on top Can you of that imagine t- on top of that clone wars So you have Clone Wars, Mandalorian, and Episode Nine all landing on Star Wars Celebration.
1: Do you think think they would do that, Dave? Do you think they would save all of this information and all of this footage for Star Wars Celebration?
0: I think so, because they want to actually have Chicago blow up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Please explain yourself What do you mean they watch Chicago they, to blow they, up they, they, they want the the streets to be flooded With oh. tears and Jizz of fans everywhere Oh what's going to happen Did you imagine two trailers at the same time I can't contain myself No <laughs> It's true <laughs> The force is yeah. everywhere <laughs>
1: You know, I wonder sometimes why our show can't grow as fast as others. (laughs) And then I listen back to some of the things we say. I'm like, you know what? It makes perfect sense. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, right now there's a, a Twitter thread going on that's promoting all the podcasts that are involved with Star Wars Celebration. And people are going back and forth, not talking to us, but we're attached to it. Like, oh, I love this one specific podcast here because... They're so family friendly and and <laughs> and positive all the time. Like, well, they're definitely not talking they're about us. us. <laughs> talking about I was just talking about wanting to fuck Kathleen Kennedy. So I mean, <laughs> strippers in the back to tank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen. At least we we're funny. We're we, funny.
0: And, and we at own least up we to think it. so. We own up to it. <laughs>
1: we- yeah. So, according to this article, also taken from StarWarsNewsNet.com, dot com, today's been a pretty big day for Star Wars, between confirmation that Force Friday would see the launch of three different lines of Star Wars products at the same time, and confirmation that Star Wars
0: Episode Nine is done with principal photography. You think you think Force Friday was crazy when people were lining up at toy stores? The fact that they're this is a big thing about actually releasing three types of product all at once because it's going to be crazy. You think People Force are going to be Friday, running everywhere you to think, go grab this stuff.
1: So you think they're going to have toys for everything? Do you think they'll yes. have Mandalorian toys, Resistance toys, yes. Star Wars everything. Episode 9 toys? Everything. This one might be worth hitting up because I know we missed the one last year, right? Yes, we missed the yeah, one last year. We're not going to miss this one, Dave. There's too much riding on this one.
0: Yeah, and if you think about it, look at like when Force Awakens came out, that was only one project that And people were lining up around buildings just to get the the first product. We did get our first line of
1: Star Wars Rebels toys, though, at the same time with Force Awakens.
0: Oh, no, that's because I bought
1: my son a bunch of Rebels. He was more interested in getting the Rebels Rebels toys toys. than the Force Awakens because he didn't really know much about Force Awakens yet. So, all right, so let's get back to this article here. It says a... As if to say, but wait, there's more. Something appeared online suggesting that Star Wars The Mandalorian has in fact wrapped filming. A few days ago, according to the article, the Twitter page for the independent movie The Unsung spilled the beans that the movie's director, Damanio Fusca, was involved with The Mandalorian in an unspecified capacity. While their original tweet was taken down, we managed to catch a screen grab of it as the image features a signed helmet. According to this Twitter account, The Unsung Movie, congratulations to our director, Damian Fusca, who works on the upcoming show, The Mandalorian. The crew has officially wrapped the first season of production.
0: they probably right. really secret with The, with the Mandalorian. Yeah, Have you and, noticed that? Yeah,
1: and that's why the tweet was taken down. They probably got smacked with, with a cease and desist letter. I'm like how, idiots! Yeah, what the fuck <laughs> are you doing? Now, we there just, has we're trying been to be nice we're, tra- we're trying to celebrate. <laughs> share the love. So the update to the site says since this image made its way online, they have been informed that the tweet has been deleted due to the account's manager being unable to confirm that filming has wrapped. The image <laughs> itself looks real, though, so it may just be that one crew is finished on their leg of production, and there could be a few days of filming left. However, news to the contrary has also appeared. Jason Ward, the editor-in-chief of Making Star Wars, has reported that he has reason to believe that a rap party has recently happened. Is this what we've become, Dave? We're talking about rap parties and we're investigating whether or not a film was done being shot or whether or not a TV show is is uh, has rap production. Is that what we have devolved to as a Star Wars fandom? Is that how much of a feeding frenzy there is for Star Wars? Pretty much.
0: I mean, if you think about it, it's gotten really ridiculous. I and
1: this mean, is why I think it's laughable when people say that Star Wars is dead or Star Wars is dying now after Last Jedi. Oh, they killed Star Wars. Really? Because people are still on hands and knees waiting for every bit of morsel of news to be dropped. Even things as inconsequential
0: as a rap party. Yes. Insane, right? That It, it shows, like, basically the fact that, just like what you said, Star Wars... Is the type of fandom that will bounce back. I had no, I, I, I I complete faith that after Last Jedi, Last Jedi could have been worse, but even then, Star Wars would still bounce back. Because why? It's an iconic franchise. It'll always be there. It'll, it's up there with you know, like uh, I don't know, Dave. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be so confident in
1: that because look at a franchise like Star Trek that was really big in the seventies, eighties, nineties, and It died and hit the ground
0: so hard that there wasn't even a heartbeat. But look, nowadays, you're looking at it, and that franchise is coming back. And it's coming back easily. Yeah, but it died for almost 20 years, Dave. Well, that was basically, you could say the death of that was kind of like Star Wars in the 80s and 90s, where basically they had no choice. I'm not disagreeing. There was no content coming out.
1: I'm not disagreeing with you, Dave, that Star Wars could bounce back, but I don't want to say that so definitively that we justify for bad content thinking that, Oh, it's okay to have some bad content because Star Wars will always recover. I'm like, no, if you continue to dish out bad content like Star Trek did at the end of their, their golden age. And that's why it ended up dying. You, it's going to be really hard to recover. Don't think and there isn't one franchise that's bulletproof. There isn't. I mean, I, I wasn't, I was trying one. to silence you, Dave, but no, no,
0: no, I, no, because I'm trying to think of any, any, Uh, Any franchise that could could be considered Like what you said, bulletproof I mean, the comic book book Franchises comes close I think Star Wars comes as close as any other franchise could That's why I was like saying When it comes to bulletproof I would say that Star Wars is bulletproof Because like It's gone through You gotta remember that basically through the 80s and 90s It went without a movie And it still bounced back Yeah, but
1: we were getting some Fantastic expanded universe as well. So
0: yeah, but, but I mean, just as as mass audiences, when you look, take a look at the mass audience outlook, it still bounced back after that "quote unquote" dark time when there was nothing out there. Dave, I I agree, but I don't know, Dave. I I feel
1: like um you can definitely.
0: Kill a franchise. You could
1: definitely kill a franchise and you can definitely lose favor with your fans if you're not careful and your fans, you have to please your fans. I'm not saying you need to listen to them and and have them write the stories because let's be honest, most of those people wouldn't even understand a story if it was being told to them. So no, I don't want to give them creative control by any means. I'm just saying that you have to respect your fans and there was a lot of infighting over the last year that has stopped as of three or four months ago when Chuck Wendig got fired They used him as an example, and what did that do, Dave? Disney was able to silence all of the creators on social media that were antagonizing fans. Fans. And even though fans were also antagonizing them, they're they're the client. I'm not saying they should deal and put up with rude behavior, but defend yourself, then move on. And what was happening after Last Jedi was just... It was all out war between creators and fans, and you cannot do that. Imagine going to a grocery store or any store, and the managers and employees decide to talk shit to you because they didn't like that you complained about something they were carrying, a product. Yeah, and they all attacked you. Nobody would ever go into that business. No one would again. ever
0: go into that business.
1: So again. that's that's my, I guess, my rebuttal to a bulletproof franchise. A franchise can be bulletproof, but not if the creators are antagonizing the very people that make it possible to do
0: star Wars that, that I'll agree with you. I'll agree with you there. It, it, it would take a, it would take a franchise to kill itself. Yeah. That, that's that's, a, that's a, a good way of putting it. The, the franchise would have to kill itself. And in that regard, yeah, I would consider it not bulletproof. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about star Wars nine
1: leaks. This could potentially be spoilers. I would not do that to people. I feel like this is just kind of some more obvious rumors. Yeah. (laughs) According to Star Wars 9 leaks, multiple Luke and Leia scenes revealed and could be considered exciting details. I have some, I'm a little hesitant about some of it, but I could see how it could work really well. Now, according to this article, Luke Skywalker and the iconic Princess Leia. Why isn't it iconic, Luke Skywalker? Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> Jesus, she was, I
1: don't right. understand this she weird worship of Princess Leia. Of late, like I love her character. Don't I love get me her wrong, character,
0: but she's but I not never put her. Iconic. I never
1: put her on a pedestal above Luke and Han Solo. I kind of yeah, look at all of them as the same. I can't because. Like, and now in this new era of Star Wars, we have put Princess Leia on this pedestal, and it's very weird. It comes off in books and comic books. It's like a form of idol worship.
0: And, and it ruins the other characters, too, I've noticed. Yeah,
1: because they're afraid that if they do them just, that they will undermine the iconic goddess that Princess Leia has become. It's weird.
0: <laughs> and I, 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 Is it
1: weird or I, am I being a hater right now?
0: It's, no, because I'm with you on that boat. It's kind of like lately, I'm like, going, what has Princess Leia done in the movies? Um, that's what I tell people. That's why, like, if you take a look at it, what did Princess Leia do in the movies? Okay, she led the rebellion. And Mon Mothma was actually the real leader of the rebellion, not freaking Princess Leia. Right. right. <laughs> and and I don't wanna I don't wanna rip away her importance. I, don't I think rip she is important to the
1: Star Wars saga, and she's one of my favorite characters of all time and always will be. But it is strange this weird move towards idolizing her character to the point where She's the end all.
0: I honestly, honestly, she's the
1: alpha and omega of Star Wars. Now I just saw it. Very
0: strange. I just saw it get worse after Carrie Fisher passed. When Carrie Fisher passed away, yeah,
1: and that happens. Look at Heath Ledger with the Joker. Yeah, I I, I don't think his role would have been remembered as favorably, even though it was very well done. I I think a lot of that has to do with his death.
0: Like I kept, and that does happen. Remember that there was that hashtag. She's she's my princess. Oh shit! That that, that was like going... Stupid. Why the hell would someone actually Make that as a hashtag After Princess Leia passed away <laughs> Or Carrie Fisher passed away You know who my Jeez, princess my is princess.
1: Jasmine I like Princess Jasmine
0: <laughs> And I'm like, like okay. Listen you know
1: what you can have Princess Leia I will take Kathleen Kennedy <laughs> I mean Powerful Iconic movie producer In Hollywood knows how to work it Wears those suit pants like a champ <laughs> all right so according to this article the new movie the last one in the star wars skywalker saga has recently wrapped principal photography yes we know this uh, according to this report there's a closer look at what we may be seeing when it comes to luke skywalker given that he passed away at the end of last jedi we'll see how that happens but in a post that has been 96 percent upvoted on reddit as if that gives it <laughs> as if that gives it uh, you know, all, as if that makes it valid. 96% upvoted on Reddit. <laughs> User Jedi Pax has said, Luke and Leia appear in multiple flashbacks, including at least one scene where Leia is being trained or is discussing Jedi training with Luke Skywalker. They added, all it's also unclear if Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill film these scenes and will be de-aged or if they are portrayed by younger actors and CGI like Leia and Tarkin in Rogue One.
0: The only the only problem
1: I have with this
0: Mike. What does this have to do with the narrative of episode 9? Exactly. Nothing really. Nothing. Yeah. Why in the world would it be in there? That's why I'm saying
1: that's why I'm I'm going to call Shenanigans on this. Exactly. Do we have time in a story that is the end of I don't know. You know, I'm not going to knock it. JJ has the uncanny ability to almost make anything work. Yeah. So I'm I'm not going to knock this. I feel like it could be really cool as long as it doesn't feel like a flashback, because sometimes flashbacks can be very jarring. Yes. And distracting to the immediate story. So they use this as a way to parallel the events that's happening in the movie, almost like Godfather 2 style. You have Don Colleen played by. Robert De Niro is a young man. Then you have what's happening with Al Pacino as the son, going through his obstacles, becoming to becoming the new Don. If they were to do something like that, where you have these stories running parallel, then suddenly it doesn't feel jarring.
0: Yeah. The only the only way in my brain that I could see this having validity is if it ties into Kylo Ren, and basically the kind of has it, to, right? It, it, it's not. Uh, the scene's not about Luke and Leia. It's about Luke taking Kylo Ren away from Leia and Han, because that's the that's the one question that, in the narrative of Force Awakens and Last Jedi, one of the biggest questions I had in the narrative was why in the world would Luke and Leia or Han and Leia give up their son? Why would they say? Yeah, go ahead, Luke. Take our son away from us. Because they needed some alone time, Dave. <laughs> well, besides that. Tholo needed to,
1: you know, find the hydrospanders.
0: <laughs> it got lost up there.
1: Yeah. He had to go looking for some Minoc. He'd,
0: he'd get oh, my... And that's... then he,
1: and then it wasn't no okay, cave, you realize. So give, give him a break, Dave. And she had to deal with the space worm.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, we're horrible people.
1: All right. So let's move past this, Dave. I think yes. we can both agree that seeing Luke and Leia is a must, but let's not just put let's not put them in solely for nostalgia or yeah. to, you know, champion feelings from the past. You it know what It needs else? to matter. It so, has to
0: matter. Yeah.
1: And I have a feeling, like I said, I have faith in JJ. If this rumor proves to be true, I'm sure he will do He'll do just fine with uh with those scenes put into his film.
0: Yeah, and if you think about it, it fits JJ's way of telling character stories because he's really good at telling character stories.
1: He's very good at balancing multiple story arcs. Yeah. If you look at his work, he's done it with almost every movie. Every it's his, movie it's, he's his done. it's actually his preferred method of writing. Yeah. Or directing, I should say. Yeah. All right, Dave, let's talk about this last bit of news before we go to break. And uh it has everything to do with, of course. Episode nine Star Wars, episode nine leaks reveal Kylo's new helmet. raised Jedi robes. Now, what can we glean from this information? Now, again, these are leaks. They're not confirmed, but they seem pretty fucking legit. Uh, according to a Redditor named Jedi Paxis. yet again, uh, he started sharing a bunch of images, courtesy of an anonymous source that previously provided him with information on previous films. He it's his says Photoshop, <laughs> <laughs> Photoshop, Adobe actually uh, yeah. made these gave these photos to me. <laughs> uh, and he says that they were proven to be correct in the past. Of the 17 photos in total, the most interesting ones show costumes for Ray, Lando, Kylo Ren, and a new character played by Dominic Mana. Monahan. Monahan, who appears to be part of the resistance all right so interestingly Kylo's there's two things I want to talk about I don't really care about anything else other than Kylo Ren's helmet and Rey's clothing yes because I think the two of those characters and what they are going to be wearing or donning will say a lot about what we may see Kylo Ren's helmet is hot fire Now, remember, in Last Jedi, Kylo Ren had smashed his helmet. But the new photos show his Knights of Ren helmet reassembled and held together by a a red paste that almost looks like hot lava. That could be interesting. I don't know how that would work. I don't know the science behind it. And I don't know the reason why he would choose to use that helmet again as well. And if they do return to that helmet, right, and it's so important to Kylo that he needed to glue it together, right, or put it back together, then there needs to be some importance behind that helmet. There needs to be a reason why he wore that helmet. Yes, we understand what Ryan Johnson was doing with it. And I actually like that part about Last Jedi. It showed this young man's insecurity and how he hated himself and he wanted to wear a helmet because he didn't want to look at himself and and have to come to terms with what he has become. What well, Ryan Johnson did with that, I thought was really good. It's one of the strengths of The Last Jedi. Yes. So if they were to bring it back, it has to be meaningful for the story. It can't be just because, hey, it's cool and our bad guys wear helmets.
0: That's why one of the, the only comment here that actually intrigued me the most is if they did it, and the person actually thought about this thoroughly, he didn't just basically throw it out of the blue, was the fact that, what if Kylo Ren were to take his damaged helmet and the remains of Darth Vader's helmet and, mer- and merge them into one, basically forge them into one helmet? Yeah. It would make sense because of the narrative that they started off in Force Awakens when Kylo Ren is trying to commune to, to his grandfather and try to talk to him and try to become him. It would make sense then if you were to destroy that mask— because Snokes tells him that take that ridiculous thing off, and then, or and calling him just a boy in a mask, yeah. taking that damaged mask of his, saying no, this is my fa- this is my grandfather's mask, this is his legacy, and then he takes the the remains of Darth Vader's helmet that we all know he has. And then forges it with his helmet.
1: Yeah, so we both agree that there needs to be some story relevance connected to that helmet's return, right? Yes,
0: and yes. that's why that's the only thing I'm like going, okay, I could see why that his helmet would return is because it fits with Kylo Ren's narrative. Yeah, he's still that he's still he's still that person that's obsessed with his grandfather's legacy. All right, Dave.
1: So the next little bit here is Ray's costume or wardrobe according to this report ray's transformation is complete reminiscent of luke skywalker's costume evolution in the original trilogy ray's white costume and the new star wars suggests she will complete her training into a jedi knight after spending the last jedi in the gray space between the light and dark sides that part is cheesy as fuck <laughs> What's interesting according to this article Is that the Jedi mostly wore Warm earth tones such as beige Tan and brown and Luke of course Wore black in Return of the Jedi which according to George Lucas was to emphasize Luke's resemblance to his father Yes. So is Rey supposed to resemble anyone In particular in Star Wars Episode 9 If Rey is actually capable Of doing a bunch of cool badass Jedi Powers in the next film don't be surprised If the movie treats her like a superhero Messiah Honestly, dude, White would be a fantastic choice if they are going in that direction, especially with some of the theories we had way back during the production of Force Awakens and what they should do with Kylo and Rey. There were rumors, what, years back that they would eventually be developed into being the new versions of the Daughter and the Son, yes, which represented the light side and the dark side of the Force, respectively, and also was a, uh, a way to express the idea of balance and the importance of maintaining that. So if they were to bring that back into the films, or I should say into the films, because right now it's part of Clone Wars, which is in fact canon, so if they were to bring that aspect and and in... Rebels. Wouldn't it be a great way to finalize a Skywalker saga and maintain consistency to George Lucas's original plans about being the one that brings balance to the force? If they find a way to do that with these two characters, it could be a way to really just repair some of the issues we had. I know there's been problems or or theories and, and groans that her parentage may not even be important at all. And that's fine. We don't need to know her parents. We don't need to... Uh, know anything really about her parents if they're losers like Kylo suggested they were then so be it but that doesn't mean where she comes from and who she is or what she's supposed to be is not important and whether or not you want to call that parentage or just her lineage they have to express why she's important if anything they have to do it and if they choose to uh, pair that idea with wardrobe that makes the idea that much more strong
0: yeah it would and that's why i'm like really i'm really excited if they do delve back into episode nine if they in episode nine if they return and actually show us a cinematic mortis they need to bring the mysticism
1: to the forefront in this final chapter they do they have
0: to they have to quit trying to be
1: simple for the mainstream and i and honestly i feel like that's my biggest problem with with some of these star Wars movies is they feel like it's going to be overly complicating things by getting mystical and maybe it may turn people off, but mysticism has always been at the heart of star Wars. And we get a lot of that in books and comics and clone wars and star Wars rebels, but the movies are always void of that. And I don't understand why since Lucas never ran away from that. I mean, the prequels, Didn't really delve in the mystical side of things as much either until the end, but they did give us just enough to satisfy us. And if they do that with episode nine, I would consider it a win. All right, Dave, we need to go to a very quick break. And then when we get back, we're going to jump into some more news, discussions, theories in just a moment. We'll be right back.
0: The Rain Man Show. The Rain Man Show.
1: I was surprised that they even existed. I didn't even know. I thought they went belly up years ago. I didn't know Boy Scouts was still a thing.
0: Because how many people know how to do any of that stuff anymore? Tie knots, help old ladies across the street. Every member of the King community. Okay.
1: But listen, the King community were not Boy Scouts. I guarantee it. (laughs) Well useless skills that you will never use in your life except those lonely nights when you realize you're 40 you're a boy scout and you're a virgin <laughs> on your 48th camping then trip. Then you're going to be tying those sailor knots on those lonely nights. On that noose
2: <laughs> For more Rain Man, visit rainmanshow.com And for your viewing pleasure, six free spicy movies on DVD, plus free shipping. Always sent in discreet packaging. So go to AdamandEve.com now. Get 50% off plus 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code DEAL30. Again, that's DEAL30, because without it, no free stuff. That's DEAL30 at AdamandEve.com. Yes. she's moving up down all around she's moving up down all right all welcome back everybody to star
1: wars from the back to tank if you miss any part of this broadcast you can find us on stitcher itunes google play and spotify just search star wars from the back to tank be sure to leave us reviews give us thumbs up share our shows as well On your social media feeds, Help us get seen by more people. What? And when you do that, I will say thank you. Be very gracious, right, Dave? Yes, absolutely. Because it helps us out. It does. All right. So according according to nerdbot.com, and it wasn't just them, there's a lot of people screaming and yelling and throwing their hands up, acting as if the sky has fallen. Because. According to some people, they got it stuck in their head that Disney is trying to destroy Darth Vader for the purposes of making Star Wars more kid friendly, which I think is just fucking ridiculously stupid. Now, <laughs> Thank you. Not that Disney's doing it. I'm saying the thought that they think Disney's doing that is fucking dumb. dumb. <laughs> Disney has never shunned horrible villains ever. Yes. Look at all the Disney cartoons. Those
0: uh,
1: evil people were horrible pieces of shit. Yes. So why would they try to suddenly be like, oh, we, we, can't, we have to run away from this villain and make him a good guy. And according to this article, the headline reads, Disney to turn Darth Vader from villain to anti-hero. And they're basing this on what the website says when you go to Darth Vader's page and how they explain him. And we'll get to that in a second. I want to talk about exactly what this article says first. Okay. All right. So the article. I I will not scream right now. (laughs) (laughs) When you think of Darth Vader, it's hard to imagine him as anything but a villain, considering he murdered a bunch of young Jedi and went on to become a world-destroying bad guy. Yeah, kind of hard to find redeemable qualities. However, according to StarWars.com, we may see a very different version of him soon. This guy is interpreting and twisting the words so much, so Dave, that I don't even. (laughs) I don't even think he
0: realizes what he's doing. Can can I throw in one thing, Mike? Because there's one thing that basically oh, has irritated me up to this point. I've never made it in public. People always say, "Oh, he killed younglings. He's totally evil." So we're gonna forget all those times Anakin has saved people. Oh, well, hold on, <laughs> hold on, we'll
1: we'll get into that in a second because that's gonna that's gonna go into another topic of how we interpret characters, but. Yeah. According to this blog, Star Wars Vader Dark Visions will take readers on the darkest parts of the galaxy, places where the mysterious anti-hero known as Darth Vader can be someone's greatest fear and even someone's greatest hope. The limited series begins with a story that will shed a new light on the many sides of the galaxy's greatest villain. Don't miss the Star Wars Vader Dark Visions in comic shops this March. I can't All right. wait for it, so honestly. back to the article he says Like I said very different version than what Was shown to us previously through the Movies and even the books the comic book series Is no doubt for young Padawans to introduce them To the world of Star Wars through very Different eyes that is completely Inaccurate that so is completely inaccurate. The comic <laughs> series is no doubt You're an idiot <laughs> The comic <laughs> series Is no doubt for young Padawans Right there is inaccurate, Inaccurate Information number one Okay, let, let me explain this. And, I've, and the reason why I even decided to tackle this when this is relatively an inconsequential blog, the only reason why I decided to talk about this, Dave, is because I've been seeing more and more people complain about this. Because people don't yes. know how to think for themselves, and they're sheep. They see one headline, and they all start running. Yes. And, and they all have the now, they're all of one mind. Because they don't know how to think for themselves. Mob mentality. Darth Vader will never be a true anti-hero. He'll never be a hero. Disney would never dream of doing that. He is a villain. Now, I'm going to read exactly what I posted on this article when it was shared with me, okay? I I don't think I can voice it better than how I wrote it, Dave. And this is what I wrote. I've been hearing a lot of complaints about this, and it's only a problem because most people don't understand what the literary term anti-hero actually means. Heroes like Wolverine and the Punisher are anti-heroes in the sense that they operate within the gray. Characters like Darth Vader essentially become anti-heroes when they are leads in their own story because most Western literature, both low and high art, usually require an obstacle in the form of a tangible character or entity to overcome, and that essentially is the antagonist of the story. He's not actually going to be a hero doing good things unless, of course, his agenda aligns temporarily with something we call good. They've done this with his character quite literally for decades in various books and comics long before Disney ever bought Lucasfilm. So this is just yet another example of the Internet crying before they fully understand the facts. Darth Vader will always be bad, but when you put him in his own story, he immediately falls into the literary category of being a protagonist. He's the protagonist slash anti-hero of his story. Yes. Don't get confused with the word hero. There's just not another name for a villain versus a villain. There's no such thing as a protagonist versus a protagonist or an antagonist versus an antagonist. You have to have an antagonist, and you have to have a protagonist for most Western literature. That's just how it's been for countless years. If you look at the book Sith Lords that came out in 2015, I believe, right, Dave? Yes. Okay, we did a very detailed breakdown and review of that book for our Patreon subscribers. And that's a perfect example of what this is. Darth Vader is the hero of that book. But he does horrible things. He murders an entire village, kills kids, kills innocent people. He's not a good guy. There's no way you can ever look at him and think, oh, he's a good guy. Can you look at him and say he's complicated, that he's very complex, that he's broken, he's desperate, he's conflicted? Absolutely. That has never been, he has never been anything different. Isn't that the very thing that turned him back to the dark, to the good side? The fact that Luke can sense the conflict within him so vader's always struggled with good and bad but they will never make him a good guy because that's not who he is if you look at the book sith lords he was the hero and in a lot of ways the the resistance i should say were more or less the ones that were designed as the antagonist of that story as well as palpatine palpatine was the antagonist as well And he created a lot of issues for Darth Vader manipulation, making him murder people. He didn't necessarily want to murder Murder. because it reminded him of his past. Once again, strengthening the idea that Lucas set in play years ago in the original trilogy of the internal conflict inside of him. Yes, but he does choose the bad decisions every single time up until he chose his son over the dark side. They will never change that because if they do, it will destroy everything. And Disney is a stupid. Disney is not in the business to destroy franchises, they're in the business to strengthen them and make more fucking money. So I, that's all I want to say about that. I just get really aggravated when I see a lot of people pointing fingers at Disney saying, Oh, they're ruining this now. They're going to do it. They're, they're going to destroy Disney-fy it. Um, they're going to Disney 5 Vader. They're not. They're not. Yeah. They never will because it will be the biggest mistake. And they're aware of that, that they could ever make.
0: And that's the thing is, I, I agree with you 100%. The problem is, is like people just do not understand sometimes what, they, what they're talking about when it comes to literary uh, writing. Well, half the people that review books nowadays and movies have no concept
1: what it means to write or because, produce or direct we're, a we're, film or write a book and a comic book. We're
0: in the age of the blogger. Which, if you're a blogger, all of a sudden you know everything. Uh, Excuse me, David, I took a master class uh, online. Uh, I signed up $90
1: a month, and now I know how to make a movie and write. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I don't know what you're talking about, Dave. Obviously, you haven't taken a master class yet. Show me your uh, graduation slip from master class, and then maybe I'll give you the mic. But until then, shut the fuck up. (laughs) I was taught by the greats. J.J. Abrams has a master class course, and I am I his protege.
0: I'm his protege, even though I've never met him real my the life. <laughs> I, I guarantee you there's people that say that. Yeah, my professor,
1: J.J. Abrams. I'm like, no, asshole. No, <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> asshole. <laughs> All right. So Disney is also rumored to be developing more Star Wars shows than have been announced already. Is there room for this, Dave? Disney allegedly will be developing several more Star Wars shows for Disney Plus.
0: Is that a good idea or a bad idea? Good idea. I am. I am now fully in the, fully in the side that it is a great idea. You
1: don't think it's too much too soon?
0: No, you, you I don't, don't
1: think release maybe one or two and then slowly maybe create some spinoffs based on some. Popular characters that they introduce. You don't think that would be a smarter way of going, or do you think no. they should just go balls in?
0: Go balls in, balls hit me with your Hit me with your best shot. That's what. That's what I am. I, I fully tell Kathleen Kennedy and Dave Filoni at this point. Hit me with your best shot, because if you are going to actually just pull back and restrain yourself, then that tells me you have no faith in your franchise.
1: Yeah, but do you think they can sustain? Seven different shows, Dave. Honestly. Honestly? And and
0: us not lose any quality. Honestly, yes. Because it depends on who they bring in. Well, you have spoken. I have spoken. It depends on who they bring in. Like, when you start hearing names like the creators of Game of Thrones and the showrunners of Game of Thrones doing a Star Wars film, fantastic. Those I can handle. Those I, I can have faith in. It's when you like back then, uh, like in the very beginning, when Kathleen Kennedy would actually be experimental with it and say, You know, I want to give these guys a shot. I want to see what they can do. No, I want you to bring in the best. I want you to bring in Ron Howard. You did that for Solo. It worked. Stop going into the well of the indie scene. I'm sorry. Yes, I'm about to say something that's going to upset a lot of filmmakers, but the indie scene any filmmakers is 80 to 90 percent hacks oh david because they're good at what they do but they can't handle the big projects they can't handle the stress of a tent pole exactly though. no one there's a very select few that can do it i think kathleen kennedy has realized that and that's exactly. why she's pulling
1: back on that type of uh, those type of choices for directors but Hey, bringing it back to TV, I'm not saying I'm not opposed to more TV shows, but I would like it to be uh, paced out the release schedule to be paced out in a way that it gives us time to reflect on what we're watching before the next one airs. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying I'm, I'm against having five or six new shows, but give us time to digest what we're watching. And make sure quality is key over everything else. Make sure your writing room is the most important part of that process before you even produce. Make sure you have a sound story. Yeah. And, I, I, and again, Disney, I don't see them. I don't see Disney, for the most part, puts out some pretty solid content, so I can't imagine Disney and Lucasfilm saying, yeah, guys, let's just start putting out a bunch of garbage so we can milk this this giant cow. Yeah. No, I don't think they're going to do that. But Dave, there's things like a princess Leia TV show that's allegedly in the works. And I don't know if there is a lot of, I don't know if this is just one of those rumors or if this is going to end up proving true, but there are speculation that a princess Leia TV series is in the works. And obviously it'll be done. uh, The story will be told through the eyes of a much younger Princess Leia than we've seen in The Force Awakens. And I have to believe it's going to take place between Revenge of the, or I should say Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. But there's rumors about casting a new Leia. Do you think we're ready for that this soon to her, this soon after her death? Do you think Star Wars fans are ready to see someone else play that role?
0: I think so, because like, if you think about it, they've recast Solo with Alden Reich. And it worked. Yeah, but he's also not idolized like Princess Leia is right now. Yes, that's the caveat right there—is the idolization of Princess Leia. Are you, are are you going to hate this because it's not Carrie Fisher? I mean, we have such a weird obsession for Carrie Fisher right yeah. now that they're
1: actually justifying her drug use and saying that it's Hollywood's fault. I'm like, no, no,
0: no, 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 that
1: was a choice. No, listen, Hollywood <laughs> may play a part in that. But, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, it's, she's the one who was doing drugs.
0: Yeah. I'm sorry. As a, as a former addict, it was my choice. And so yeah. it was Carrie Fisher's choice. I think you should blame choice. Disney. Dave. <laughs> I think if you ever fall off the wagon again to start <laughs> just being, randomly, it's Disney's drunk, fault. It's Disney's fault in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> like, Let's okay, see what Dave. what people say. <laughs> but like, honestly, I think, I think we're ready for it. All right. I think we are. I, I was really hesitant beforehand before seeing like what what projects like solo and other uh, other projects like uh star trek and seeing all them reboot i was really hesitant beforehand but now seeing it and seeing it in action i am fully on board with it and saying yes let's do it i'm curious i'll i'll say that much it comes down to it comes down to quality is the quality going to be good enough Okay, so
1: according to this report, David, take this as a grain of salt, okay? But right now, the biggest character besides Princess Leia, that's allegedly being the idea, is swirling around. According to the same report, Disney is also considering a series about the Sith Lord Darth Bane.
0: Please.
2: See? <laughs>
1: Please. Listen, Darth Bane's cool. I don't think there's a Star Wars fan alive that would shit-talk Darth Bane. But, that sounds a lot like a fan want. It is a fan opposed want. to a direction that Lucasfilm is going
0: in. It is a fan want, honestly. When you bring something like that, it's like saying, "I want to see." Uh, oh my god, I forgot! <laughs> I forgot the character's name. Um, one sec. The other famous Sith Lord.
1: Okay, so there's another. Um, one sec you talking about Darth Ra- Raven, Revan. Revan, yeah. Darth Revan. Saying, I want to see a
0: show on Darth Revan. Yeah. That's a fan want.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay, now these next ones seem to be a little more realistic, and I wouldn't be opposed to one of these. It says there's other characters said to be getting their own series. Okay. And these are more recent additions to Star Wars lore. Most notably, the First Order's Captain Phasma. Which, I mean, come on, Uh, just let it die. Let it die. (laughs) Let it die. I love Gwen and Christie. And I think what her character could have been would have been great. Would have been great. And it might have been if her character was everything that she was promoted to be in the movies, then maybe this TV series would be a little more appetizing. But at this point, if they were to go the route of the TV show, they're going to do her character just right. Yeah. But then it'll make her role in the movies that, that much more, more of an eyesore
0: and, and frustrating. Yeah.
1: Yes. It's like why I don't really want a general grievous TV show, even though I do like yeah. I, if I had to pick my biggest fan one, it's a fan. Want. I want general grievous, but I'm afraid that he would be so fucking cool in this TV series. And then suddenly he's, he's turned into this, this, Character that was (laughs) kind of inconsequential in Revenge of the Sith. Exactly. All right. So the next one is Kylo Ren's Knights of Ren.
0: Okay. That I could get behind.
1: That would be awesome. But that also depends on what they do with them in this movie. If they find a way to bring them to the forefront, give them and, and focus on them then yes, a TV show would be fucking fantastic. But I don't want them to make a TV show to fix problems in movies. And I feel like if they were not to go the Knights of Ren route in episode nine, but then do a TV show, it would signal, oh, you know what? We forgot about them. We just let them drop. But hey, we're going to do a TV show now, guys. We're going to justify their importance. That to me is retrospectively fixing problems that should not have been there. Yeah. So I only want their TV show. If they are given just, if they're given their due, I should say, in they're episode due. nine.
0: Yeah. If they're given their due in, in episode nine, then yes. It's kind of like with something like that, I just hope that they tell their own narrative. And and you know what? Star Wars has been really good about that, sticking to their guns with certain series like Rebels, like Clone Wars, like even at this point, even Resistance is getting to that point where yeah. they're sticking to their own narrative. Don't try to fix, like what you said, don't try to fix things. Give us a solid story about the Knights of Ren. You know, I wouldn't mind seeing like an origin TV series based on how the Knights of Ren came about. I'll be honest with you. I'm more
1: interested in a Knights of Ren TV series than I am for. I. A Cat Phasma. I, no, no. Well, yes, but I'm more for a Knights of Ren TV show than I am a Darth Bane TV show.
0: Yes, I will agree with you
1: there. This is something we don't know anything about. It's new. It's moving forward. It isn't Lucasfilm going once again backwards. This would be them going forward, telling us a story completely fresh and unique. Yes. So it's definitely needed moving forward.
0: That one, yeah, that particular project, I would agree with that.
1: I would love to see. All right, Dave. Well, this concludes our discussion this week on all of the Star Wars news and rumors that are that is swirling around the interwebs. I want to thank everybody for tuning
0: in each and every week. Thank you, David. Thank you. May the force be with us. Oh,
2: yes. Oh.